Awesome. Okay, I wanted to share this one thing that's unrelated to what he asked me to share. Uh, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago about how we forget that above the darkness and the clouds and things like that, like above all that, it's sunshine and clear skies. And Judah mentioned Friday we were driving around in Gig Harbor, and he was like, man, it's so dark. And it was like four or something, so, you know, it was about to be sunset because it's winter in the Northwest. And uh, but it was, I just heard that, like, up there above the clouds. You know, like it's uh, the darkness. He's like, it's been like that all day, though, Mom. It's not just because it's 415 or whatever. And I thought, yeah, but up there, like up there, head above the clouds, your Jack and the Beanstalk picture, you know, like getting above the clouds, like where it might feel dark down here, it might feel gloomy down here, but God's presence and what he's doing, even with what we see here with the darkness, in which we'll see for months now because it's winter in the Northwest, just remember the sun's still up there. He still loves us and the sun is still shining. The S-O-N sun is still shining. So, um, a few weeks ago, we were worshiping, and it was, um, they were talking about, David or Scott, I can't remember which one to blame, but it was one of you, um, talking about just getting carried away in the presence of the Lord, and in the river of his presence, and worshiping, and wholeheartedly, and just getting carried away, and I'm a Midwestern girl, I love my country music, so there is a, there's a love song which there's nothing wrong with, right? But this love song that this gentleman was singing to his wife, um, the chorus is just precious. The song is actually called Carried Away. But I kept hearing it when we were talking that night. I was hearing the words to this song, and I thought, Jesus, I just, I'm singing that to you. I'm going to look you in the eye, and I'm going to sing you these words because it just kept repeating as cheesy as it felt. But I thought, how many people are going to appreciate it if I walk up there and share a George Strait song? You know, so um, all my family in the Midwest would have would appreciate it. But here I thought, I'm going to get shamed. But, <laughs> but um, just, why don't you do me the favor? Just close your eyes and just picture locking eyes with Jesus. Just lock eyes with the lover of your soul. It says, I get carried away by the look by the light in your eyes before I even realize the ride I'm on man I am long gone I get carried away nothing matters but being with you like a feather flying high up in the sky on a windy day I get carried away <sighs> Jesus so Lord we just we want to get carried away tonight we just why don't we stand up, guys? I just want to start us off because I want our hearts, Lord Jesus, we want our hearts to get carried away on our love for you, Lord, because you are worthy. God, we lock eyes with you. God, that there's nothing matter, nothing matters but being with you, like that song says, God, that that is why we are here, to spend time with you, to lavish our love on you, to sing love songs to you, the most worthy of our love songs, God that our lives would be love songs to you, Lord Jesus. We want to get caught up in your presence and carried away, Lord, in your spirit, carried away in our love relationship with you as we lock eyes with you that there's no one else in the room, Lord God. It's just you and me, Jesus. It's just you and me, and we pour out our affections on you.
the lover of our soul, King Jesus, as we said earlier, come and rule and reign. All hail King Jesus in this place in Legacy City Church. All hail King Jesus. You are everything that matters, Lord. You are everything to us, Lord. We want to be carried away in your presence, Lord God. Come tonight, Lord. We lay our lives down before you. And we're going to pour out our hearts and worship to you tonight, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Here we come. God, we exalt you and you alone. Just, just lift your voices to him tonight. Just tell him how much you love him. Just exalt him right now. God, we just give you glory. God, we worship you, God. We keep our eyes fixed on you tonight, God. God, you are so worthy of our praise. God, we love you. God, we adore you. You are everything. everything in our lives. God, we just thank you, God, for being so faithful to us. We need nothing but you, Father. Just lift your voices, guys. Lift your voices to him. If you're tired of worship, you're going to be really exhausted in heaven. Jesus, we love you. We exalt you. Just If you want to just lift up to him a song in the spirit. Yeah. We lavish our praise on you. We lavish our worship on you. We pour out our perfume at your feet, Jesus. Sweet, sweet fragrance of worship at your feet. We love you, Jesus. There's no other. There will be no other. We will have no other gods. No other God but you. All the idols, they fall, they fall, they fall. Even now, Lord, all the idols, all the things in our lives, it just all falls. In your presence, Lord, we, we realign ourselves right now worship you. We were born to worship you. We were created to be your worshipers. Oh, Jesus. Mm, love you, Lord. Mm. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, Light has dawned. Thank you, Lord. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government, the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. I almost want to sing it so good singing it mighty God mighty God just say that wonderful counselor that's who you are Lord you are mighty God 
You're our everlasting Father. Yeah. Just put your hand on your heart and say, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Thank you, Lord. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Thank you, Lord. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Jesus, we thank you tonight that you, you are the kingdom, that the kingdom of heaven is in the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you are here and you're in us. And you are flooding our bodies. You are flooding these temples with your kingdom, the king's domain, the rule and reign of King Jesus. Jesus, you are the conquering king and you are in us and conquering every part. Thank you, Lord. And of the increase of your rule and your reign of your kingdom, there will be no end. It just expands and expands and expands. Lord, tonight we just say expand your rule and reign. Expand your dominion in us, in our thinking, in our processing. Expand it, Lord, in our relationship with you. Expand it in our ability to hear your voice and discern what you're doing and saying. Realign us to your kingdom tonight, Lord, the kingdom plumb line. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His kingdom increases. It doesn't decrease. When Tammy and I got back from our time down at Bethel, I shared with you guys the, the reality of, of the angelic realm. That the kingdom of heaven and the angelic presence that God has surrounding us is not in defense mode. The kingdom of heaven is in offense. And the enemy is constantly wondering and worried about what God is going to do. What his people are going to do as they partner and listen to his voice and obey what he says. So we are on a conquering team, a victorious team. Our King Jesus, he is the Christus victor. He is the conquering king. The victory is won. It's not going to be won. It is already won. It is established on, in heaven and we get to enforce it right here. When you look at the mirror, you point the fingers at your own self. We'll establish the kingdom right here. We'll enforce it right here. And then we will release it into the sphere that God gives you grace over. So speaking of just increase and releasing and the kingdom expanding, I, I, you guys know what we're going to do. We're going to spend a little bit of time just ministering. Um, but I just want to acknowledge that there, there's a, a powerful person in the room tonight. Uh, you're thinking, Jesus. Well, yeah, of course. 
But, but there, there is a, a royal priest in the room who's visiting with us tonight. His name is David. His eyes are closed. He's soaking in God's goodness right now. But I, we don't know David's whole story, and we don't need to know the details. But what we do know is that the king, your great high priest, is passionate over your life. And he's placed gifts and calls and anointings in you and on you. And so I just felt the whole evening when we got to this point that if you would be allowing us, grace us enough to, to bless you, we would like to just pray for you. Can we do that? Okay, so team, all of y'all, whoever has the ability to get up, and I actually would like some of the young guys and some of the young girls to be firsthand. First, there's no junior Holy Spirit, so you guys just, you know what to do, turn on your fire hoses. And I would just like to encourage David and prophesy over him, and we're gonna record everything, so if something is spoken that you really wanna um, just mull it over, you can, we'll, we'll make sure you can listen to that. Yeah, so David leads a church, and many of his members have come and visited. Um, some of you have met uh, Mike and Patricia, and last week, I can't remember her name. I always wanted to say something else. That's Terry. Yes. The, she's just tenacious. I can just see, I see a fight in her that God loves. He loves that fight. Yeah. So this is their pastor. So just let the Holy Spirit give you whatever he wants to say. And, and if we could, do you want to stand? Why don't you come up here? This, this will be easier. Come on, kids, let's get some first hands over. Just stick your hands on us. Put the fire hoses right on David's back. And Tammy's going to pass the microphone around to anyone who has a word, and especially if you get a vision and a picture to our seer back here. I'll move this out of the way so some of you can come around front. Thank you, Lord. I just I want to say one thing to start us out. So... Sometimes I like to look up names, and his last name is Gallagher. Green. Should, it's Green? Mike's is Gallagher. Patty's is Gallagher. Oh, my goodness. Well, so, so their name is for you tonight. <laughs> because, because I was already feeling like God just wants you to know that he's placed his royalty on you. Yeah. Yes. You are a royal son. Yes. You carry the treasure of heaven. King Jesus himself, he's seated on the throne of your heart. And you can tell the Gallagher's this, but just take it for yourself. <laughs> Gallagher means foreign helper. And I just felt like God saying, you are his ambassador. You are, you are a foreigner to this world, but you're no stranger to his kingdom. I believe that the Lord's saying, your name is known in heaven. And you are his helper here on this earth, in this region, to establish his kingdom, to be his helper. So we just, we release strength right now. We just brush off weariness. We brush off the past season and we just say, behold, this is a new season. The old is gone, the new has come. That's the kingdom. It's constant renewal, constant expansion. Thank you, Lord. Mm, just flood 
flood, flood right over his spirit right now, Lord, over his mind, over his soul, over his body. Just wash over like a waterfall. I'm just hearing, David, that you're a good shepherd. You are a good shepherd. And the Lord has chosen you, and you are on his team, and he is on your team. And that in this season, he is bringing you into peace during this transition. He's going to speak to you about each step you need to take. And I, I just want to speak this actually right now, that Lord, you would break open the windows of heaven, that every connection that he needs to make right now, that you would pour open the resources yes. that he needs, yes. that the treasure trove of heaven is not blocked. I speak against every blockage yes. right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. That assignment from hell that is trying to stop your call, it has to yes. cease and desist yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. You are holy and anointed of the Lord. You are a shepherd of peace. You carry the heart of the Father for your flock. So, Lord, I ask right now for angelic assistance to come and provide every, just um, any gate, like uh, any paddock in the field that needs to be opened, that the paddock gate, I don't know why I'm saying that word, I know what it is, but that the paddock gate would be opened and that the doors that need to be closed where the wolf has come in, that it is cut off in the name of Jesus. And I speak against every rumor, every gossip, every lie, and the accuser of the brethren. Right now, we just close that and we shut it off in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now for David that you would water his soul where there has been weariness, that you are strengthening him in this season. That there is not a question of his call. There is not a question of what you have called him to. That this season might feel dark, Lord God, but your light is brighter. So Lord, again, I just ask that your plans, Lord, your plans would be made plain. Make them clear to David in the name of Jesus. So the definition of paddock is a small, usually enclosed field near a stable or barn for pasturing or exercising animals. The enclosure in which horses are saddled and mounted before a race. All right, so that means that this is not the end, but you're getting ready to run the greatest race that you have ever, ever run. And this is the great contradiction of your life. This is the contradiction of your call. Do not give in to that contradiction. Do not give in. Pursue, pursue, and overtake in the name of Jesus. Can we all just pray in tongues right now? Just lift up our call. David, we honor you in Bremerton. Yeah. We yes. honor you in Kitsap. Yes. We honor you. Yes. 
we recognize that you are the servant of the Lord. Yes. You are honored here. Yes. This yes. is your seat. Yes. This is your call. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We honor yes, your servant. God. We receive your servant, Lord God, and we bless him, Lord. Barbara's got a word here. So, Barbara, why don't you come around? So I saw what started with like a small, like a whirlwind dust dust cloud, just tiny, tiny, tiny thing, and it grew and grew and grew. It was behind you, and it formed a like a cloud. It was a um, a cloud and a wind that was the father. It just loomed high, high, high over the, the face of the Father. The Father speaks through you. Your, your voice is like a wind. It blows away all the doubt that the people for whom you pastor, it blows away their doubt. It gives them clarity uh, of their, their unity with the Lord. It gives them clarity of what their purpose is here on this earth you you just you the father is behind you all the time and his wind is through your voice that just blows away all the doubt all the little dust the clouds that everything that interferes with people having their connection directly with god Anybody else before we let him have a have a seat back? David's got something. Awesome. So the Lord showed me a picture of a freight train. A long train, several engines going down the tracks. And I hear uh, I think it's a worship song. Your love is like a freight train. I'm looking at you guys because I think you recognize it. Lindy, yeah. <laughs> Your love is like a freight train. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> I heard that. Holy Spirit wants to use you like a freight train. Full of that product, able to go the long distances, <clears throat> carrying lots of goods, the goods of the Father. And I saw multiple engines. There are multiple engines with you. And God is bringing you help to do that work. And I hear the sound of that freight train going out and everyone can hear that sound across the land. So I'm gonna blow this shofar for you to signify that sound, that God is using you to do that. You might wanna close your eyes and brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, people that will hear the sound of the Lord carried through David in the land and they will hear and they will respond to that sound in Jesus name.
feel like the Lord's saying, don't expect things to look the same. Dream with him and look outside the box and just have fun. Just have fun with the season, just drawing closer to him and just really turning your ear towards him, but just have fun with him and and but things may not look the same as they've looked in the past. Yeah, that's good. If it's not fun, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but I just heard all rise court is in session. The kingdom court is in session with you and they're about to go to work for you. Well, if uh, y'all, some of you want to stay, if you feel like you've got anything um, from our, our team, you got some for him? Oh, yeah, go, go, go. Nail it. Um, the word I was hearing over you, and I think Kara even prayed it, was fresh. And I don't know, I don't know any, I didn't meet Terry, or I didn't, haven't met any of the other folks. So I don't know what's, what's cooking in your world. But I was hearing the word fresh and refreshing over you. And then I felt like Psalm 92, um, and so it's only 15 verses. I'm just going to read it over you, and you can eat the meat and spit out the bones, as my dad would say. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. This one clicked. I don't know. Senseless people do not know, and fools do not understand. So I don't know what's brewing, but that one just feels like highlighted. Though the wicked spring up like grass, and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are forever exalted. For surely your enemies, Lord, surely your enemies will perish, and all evildoers will be scattered. You've exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish. Believe that's for you. Fresh, refreshing, flourishing. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Oh, in the courts. There you go. God's tying all that together with a bow. They will still bear fruit in old age and stay fresh and green proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. So Psalm 92 over you. We just pray that over you, everything that God has to speak over you in that. So Psalm 92 over you. There you go. I was a poet. Oops. Fresh, fresh and green, not fresh and Gallagher, but just fresh and green. I'm hoping you're glad. I wouldn't mind getting some prophetic words like that. So. Well, kids, you can go go back and, and if you, oh, okay, okay. Well, so so let everyone who's not ministering prophetically go ahead and sit. But Ethan, stay. Do you have anything for anyone else that's up here that needs to stay? You can stand right here. Okay. Why don't you guys, the kids, come back up? Okay. Stand behind us. There we go. Be as be as backup, guys. So, Ethan, I just kept hearing the word overshadow, overshadow. And the Holy Spirit wants to overshadow you. 
The Holy Spirit overshadowed the earth in Genesis. This was a creative process. And it says the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary before the birth of the Savior, the conception. And so if you would say yes, the Holy Spirit wants to overshadow you in this season. And I don't know if you're asking for this, but he wants to give you dreams in the night. And we're actually in the month, the Hebrew month of Kislev uh, in this December season. And this is a month where it's really dark, but that the Lord reveals things through dreams. So here's an open window. So as you're asking for the Holy Spirit, he's going to come and overshadow you and speak to you in dreams. And I also see that he wants to stir up the prophetic in you. Because that's what you're asking for. And he's saying yes. Awesome. He's going to give you dreams. He's going to speak to you of the plans that he has for you. I know you have some plans that are awesome. But he has some even better plans. And as you sit down and have coffee with him about this, he's going to show you even greater things than you can imagine. He's going to give you the blueprint to achieve greater than your dreams. This is a creative exchange where the Holy Spirit is stirring up the future within you. So there's a prophetic gift within you for business, for solutions, and to just speak out and be that prophetic voice. So if you agree, we just say yes. So we just release that. So you guys want to extend your hands to, to Ethan. So we just thank you for the word. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you are overshadowing Ethan right now. And that even tonight, your spirit is going to overtake him. I thank you that his, he's so hungry for you that he's for this and that you answered his heart's cry. So Lord, I just pray right now that you would endue him with power, that your anointing would fall upon this hungry son of yours and that you would meet him and take him further than he could ever imagine. Now Holy Spirit, you are his counselor and you are his teacher in all things and that you will teach him about the anointing and the call that you have for him. The call in business, the call in his city, the call in his family. The place that you have for him and his family, the voice that you have given him to carry, that he is speaking with power and authority in the name of Jesus. Bless Ethan, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's a good word. I'd take that too. That's good. Awesome. Anything else, Barbara? Don't mean to put you on the spot. Ooh, man, you guys did good. You know you worshiped for like 53 minutes, I know, because I saw how much time it was. And I, I honestly felt like we all could have just kept going. Maybe you're like, I don't know about that. But. Well, good, 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 good. You know, I, honestly, uh, yesterday, last night, um, even this morning when I, I woke up, I was like, Lord, what do you, I don't even know where to go with what you want to do. You can pull themes out of a hat, you know, you can, there's a bazillion kingdom themes that would benefit all of us, but we, we want to know what's on his heart for today. I felt like he led me back to where we left off in Ephesians. I, honestly, I, I'm, I would be fine with not even going through the, the rest of that book, but we did get through halfway through the fourth chapter. 
It would really be cool to go through chapter 6 because you all know the armor of God chapter and because we use the Passion Translation, it, it's got that extra little umph, zip to it. But I just felt like, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll read over it. So I was just here worshiping, enjoying God's presence. And um, I just felt like the things that I was looking at in that last half of the fourth chapter of Ephesians was speaking. Like, I felt like God was giving me some things to emphasize. So if you guys are good with the scriptures, does anyone in here not like the Bible? Okay, you can just go ahead and don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. I'm joking, I'm joking. I know everyone in here is already a believer, so. I stole that from Michael Proctor, and I'll forever be in debt to him. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. So if you guys remember when, when we left off, I know you wouldn't remember you know, that far back because there's a lot of stuff's happened between, it's probably a good six weeks maybe, seven, eight weeks. Um, we just kind of sidelined Ephesians because God took us in a different direction. And I can't promise what'll happen next week. It may be Forrest and Amy up here preaching. I've kind of been thinking about you guys. I feel like there's something, something that's in your hearts that he's doing and stirring, but I, I won't put anything on you, but other than I'll check in later. And, and I feel like there's just that. These guys have sown and sown and sown and sown and sown. I'm not talking about finances, although they are financial sowers, but, but they're, they're sower singers. Singer sewers? No, anyway, that's an old Petra album. Yeah, that's an old Petra album. I, skip that, forget that. These guys have been sewing relationally into their neighborhood for a long time. And God's been doing some things. And I don't want to open that, crack that open now. You should bring that testimony when you guys preach next week. Do you want to preach? This is how we roll in this place. You put them on the spot. Do you guys want to hear them preach next week? Yes. Are you going to be here? Then you should preach. It's a deal. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you won't preach. We won't expect you to preach. You can soak in the back of the room there. Just, Nora will lay a flag over you and you'll just be like shaking back there. Let, let's read some scriptures, shall we? Yes. Okay, the Word of God is alive and active. Yes. I'm telling you, not only because the scripture says it, but I want to I tell you again from my heart, from the Word of God. The Word of God is living and it's active. Whether you feel something changing inside of you or not, when the Word of God goes out, the anointing of the Word will, will fill, will it fill your heart? My hope is that it would fill your heart. It will actually come in, into you and your heart is like soil. Your heart can receive the Word of God that's living and active it can receive it like soft, well-tilled soil, or it can be hard and rocky and need a good breaking up and fertilizing. Oh, maybe someone's heart needs some fresh fertilizer. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I had to say. The Word of God is living and active. Oh, and it is sharp. It will cut. It will divide what is soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes Attitude, Judy. <laughs> I don't. I'm just joking. I'm joking. See, in this, in a small church, you can do this kind of stuff. It 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 judges judge Judy's it judge Judy's the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So anyway, enough fun. Enough fun. No, actually, we haven't had enough fun. 
I always want to try to find a way to incorporate you into any message. So, so check this out, guys. When we first started Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, in chapter one, we have we call ourselves Legacy City Church because we believe that Jesus has cracked open for us an inheritance, a legacy. Legacy and inheritance are interchangeable. We've received an inheritance from the King based on his sacrifice, his death on the cross, his broken body and poured out blood. By the way, we will be taking communion at the end of this evening. So the quicker I preach, the quicker we'll get to that. And it's going to be good. But Jesus opened for us an inheritance through what he, he went through on the cross. He took our sin, our shame, our debt upon himself so that he could bring us into his inheritance, give us his righteousness, give us his holiness through his blood. So quit your striving, quit your trying. You're never going to be good enough. Okay, I know that sounds kind of, be, kind of mean, but it's true. You might be good enough for things in the world, you know, some things, but you'll never be good enough to gain God's favor and grace. Okay, so I think everyone in this room is already at that point in their, their Christian walk where they're, they, they know, you know, you know it's, it's all the cross. Just as I am without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me. And you have bidst me, as the song goes, you have bid, you bidst me to come to thee, so Lamb of God I come. We have no other plea but the blood of Jesus. He calls us, he's forgiven us, and reconciled us through the cross. So we have an inheritance. There's much more to the kingdom than just forgiveness of sins and a free ticket to heaven. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped up into Christ. That is why we celebrate Jesus with all of our hearts. That's the passion. And the Weymouth translation says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has crowned us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. So as the, the prophetic picture from last week was that these golden bowls of healing were being dispensed to every believer, we've already been given our inheritance. Now we need wisdom and revelation to see and, and discover what we have and faith and wisdom to apply it and release it. And much of the battle is right here between our ears. Is right here. Not much, of, I think most of it. Yeah, much, most, whatever. So the scripture says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. We need our level of faith to rise up to grab hold of what Jesus has given us because everything is accessed by faith. Without faith, we can't please God, right? The scripture says that, that everything apart from faith is sin. So I don't know, that could get messy. Don't, don't overanalyze that unless the Lord tells you to go down that trail. I'm just saying we are a people of faith. We are sons and daughters of the kingdom, sons and daughters of light, sons and daughters of God. And he has given each one of us a measure of faith. And I believe it's in proportion to the gifts that he's given you so that you can access the treasure that you already carry in your little satchel and you can begin dispensing it. You can release that kingdom. But in order to do that, we have to get our thinking in alignment with what's true, right? If we have stinking thinking and think that we're just sinners saved by grace, just a worm, I'm just going to get into heaven by the skin of my teeth, then we're not going to be able to access our inheritance here. You'll, you'll get it there, but I don't know what good it's going to do there. I mean, I suppose, you know, you have a treasure waiting for you in heaven, but you do have an inheritance that Jesus 
paid for that is supposed to be released here on earth. That's your ministry. And if you think that ministry only happens from the person behind a pulpit, that's not true. But we've gone over that so much in this church, we don't even need to cover that ground again. We are all a priesthood of believers. You are all priests. Kings, good evening, kings and priests. There we go. Okay. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. All the more reason why we need to think about ourselves the way God thinks about us. This is not a self-help discussion. This is about truth because God depends on you to come into alignment with his plan and his will for your life. You have to do it. He's not going to force you into it. We have to submit and yield and come under his authority and get in alignment with him, intimacy with him, and then we can begin to walk out our call. Now, he's very gracious, I know for a fact. You guys know. You, you look at me. You know, you know he's gracious. He's very kind. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, it's okay to laugh in church. I didn't hear what she said, and I don't want to. Okay, one more pre, pre-Ephesians 4 verse. Romans 12, 2. When I had, got saved, I had to memorize this as a 20. I wasn't even quite, no, I was 21. I just turned 21. I was over there at Lincoln Avenue Bible Church, a cessationist church. They didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They didn't even like the Holy Spirit. They were afraid of Him. It's a John MacArthur church. My dad remembers I got baptized in their tank after burning all my occult paraphernalia in their basement fireplace, and half the older people in that church didn't believe it. They thought it was a made-up testimony. And then they later fired their pastor. Anyway, long, long story. We won't go down that road. But I, but uh, Pastor, pastor Chin Chin, and his first name is Van, Van Chin Chin. I don't know what background that is, but he was white. Uh, whatever. Sounds like something from Madagascar or something. I don't know. So Van Chinchin, he said, Scott, I want you to memorize Romans 12, 1 and 2 and recite it in front of everyone, and then I'm going to baptize you. I was freaking out. My mouth was so dry. So anyway, transformation. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our thinking. We, we get to be transformed through the Word of God and through discovering all of the inheritance. I'm telling you, there's so much fun that God has for us to do. This, this is not drudgery. Yeah, if we get into religious routine and ruts, this man knows all about religious routine, how we got to try to fight to keep out of it because what's required of us is to keep tracking with him and to hear what he's wanting to do and break off religious liturgies and practices that he's not in unless he wants you to do that. Okay, here we go. So we're going to start at verse 17. We're going to work our way to the end of this book. And it's only a quarter till. We're, we're fine. We're fine. I know I usually say this, and then you guys are like, it's 8.30, Alcorn. Okay, it ain't going to be that late. So here we go. This is the Passion Translation, and this is right after that wonderful passage that we base our church ministry on in part, and that is that we are a fivefold ministry embracing church. We believe, as Ephesians 4.11 says, that God gave... Don't read that up there, please. Look here, listen to me. I'm, just, I'm, I'm joking. I'm trying. I am. I am feeling a kind of a quirky fire tonight, and it's 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 the Lord. I would say it's the Lord. Ephesians four eleven says, when Christ ascended on high, when He ascended back into heaven, He gave gifts to men. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for a purpose. 
Those are the gifts of Christ. Those are not spiritual gifts. Those are the gifts given by Jesus himself to the body of Christ. To equip the all of us. To equip the all of us. That's what I said. To equip the all of us <laughs> to do the work of ministry. Okay, so we need the giftings of apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip us so that we can do our job, so we can go bring heaven into earth, be apostolic, be ambassadors, so that we can be prophetic, hear the voice of God, and tell people what's on God's heart for them and blow their minds, so that we can be evangelistic and get out, out off of our butts, out into the public, and bold enough and brave enough with the fire of God moving us to share something, anything. Jesus loves you. You got a beautiful smile. God made it. You know, whatever. Just, what, we, we had to speak. So that's what the evangelist does. The pastor gives you a heart to, to go after people other than yourself, to look outside your navel and look outside around you. We don't want to be navel gazers, right? And then the, the, the teacher, the, 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 the teacher. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing at myself. I got to make fun of myself when I do this stutter thing. By the way, I've never stuttered. Okay. But if you have, that's okay. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> Jump in and preach any moment here, besides correcting me. She's like, she's like a, a horse person with a whip, yeah. kind of keeping me moving. Yeah, yeah. Drive that gravy train. Okay. And then the teacher, I believe, gifts the church with the ability to teach and, be, and to be teachable. You know, we, we need to love the Word of God. We need to know what the plumb line of scriptures says. So anyway, verse 17. So with the wisdom given to me from the Lord, I say, you should not live like, like the unbelievers around you who walk in their empty delusions or opinions. Okay? We are being called out. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. Because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. I don't even need to give a commentary. Just turn the TV on and watch the next commercial. Trans persons, all dressed up. My name's Persimony rose or whatever i i don't know i it's just it's like full blast yeah it's everywhere and there's a war there is a war happening and part of the war isn't just to push back the darkness and bring godliness and morality back into the public square part of that war is for you and i to not get swept into it because much of the church is becoming woke much of the church is becoming liberal and accepting for the sake of inclusion, okay? We need to love people, but we don't have to come under the, the spell of the enemy right. to believe that all of that stuff is good and normal. Yeah. Okay, that's my preach on that. Okay, but we can get swept into this stuff. We can become worldly, fleshly Christians just like the people that, they're, that Paul's talking about in this passage. We can get deluded. We can get allow stuff to come in and cloud our thinking so that we aren't sensitive to his voice anymore. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. That's actually coming up here, so let's move on. Am I not talking too fast, am I? Okay, 
feel a little bit like zippity, like someone put caffeine pills in my water. And, okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No. Okay, verse 20. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded with... Did I read that right? But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have already experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. So the contrast. We are, being, we are the called out ones. He has called us, he has chosen us and called us out of darkness into his light. And we are to be out of darkness. That's the way I'm looking at that scripture trying to, I don't know, maybe it's because Kara made it interesting look like, I don't know if I like that. No, was that, I'm just misreading you. Okay, I'm teasing. Never mind, just forget about David. Just, you know, pastor her and she'll be fine. (laughs) Sometimes I go by people's looks and they're probably just like kind of looking at the scripture up there and I'm thinking, are you confused by that? I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. Okay, now I'm getting nervous and sweating. Okay. I was doing really good. The anointing just lifted. Holy Spirit, I need that second dose of grace that you always give me. Okay, here we go. Verse 22. And he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the the self-life, which was corrupted by sinful desires, excuse me, sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. I'm going to pause for a quick second. I've probably said this every time we come across this. You know exactly what I'm going to say, Barbara, don't you? (laughs) I don't like that way he he translated that because when you say the Christ within, it just rings to me of things of the new age because if you know anything about... um, Oh, anyway, there's, there's some cults out there that talk about how you have the Christ within. So anyway, but I know what Brian Simmons is saying here. You, does anyone in here not have Christ living within you? Okay, if Jesus came into your heart when you said yes to him, then you have the Christ living within you. Okay, so, it's, so we're safe. just want to clarify that in case you guys are freaking out. This is not a cult. I know, I kind of thought maybe somebody was. Okay, so verse 24 again. We are to be made new by revelation, renewing our minds, taking the things that God shows us and and allowing that to bring us into kingdom thinking. Verse 24, and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. So we are called to live in union with Jesus. It's not just like Jesus, you know, you're in the book and when I close the leather page, the cover, you're going to stay there and I'm going to go out and do my thing. No, he is inside of you because he wants to live through you. He wants to speak to your spirit as you yield yourself to him. He wants to lead you, guide you, direct you throughout the the day, throughout your interaction with people. He wants to release into you and me a kingdom mindset. 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 3, says that we have the mind of Christ. The only way you and I will have the mind of Christ or the way we can access his thoughts is through the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So we, we need to, I need to, we all need to come into a greater awareness of who lives in us. Like, 
It's easy to get up and get going and forget that you carry Jesus with you everywhere, that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's really easy, especially when someone cuts you off in traffic and you're just like, ah, bless you. Yeah. You guys know what I'm saying, right? Okay. For God has recreated you all over again. You are a new creation in Christ. He has recreated you in his perfect righteousness. And you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So perfect righteousness and true holiness are yours. That's part of your inheritance. You don't have to try to become it through working hard and striving. It is a gift that God has given. It's been imputed to you through Christ on the cross. And you are receiving. Verse 25. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. For we all belong to one another. You know, it's kind of fun sometimes in the workplace when people say hell, and they're all, I'm sorry. You know, they look at you like, that would offend you. I don't know. Does that make you guys chuckle at all when people, it's probably a good thing that they think we're super um, sensitive to words that are just carelessly, because when the person who knows you're a preacher, they're just next to you dropping F-bombs and want to share dirty jokes. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole variety of types of people I come across in my experience. I don't know about you guys. Right, Isabel? Yeah, see? I got an amen back there. It's a real quiet one. But... All right, here we go. Verse 26. But don't let the passion of your emotions... Did you know that your emotions can become passionate? Think of some of those emotions. It's okay to be angry occasionally, right? What does the Word of God say about anger? What not to do with it? Don't sin in your anger. So anger itself is not a sin. It's what you do with your anger. So don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. And that's just his footnotes. In the Aramaic, it's the word, I don't know how to pronounce it, probably ragza, which means to shake or tremble. Have you ever seen yourself or somebody else get so full of anger that they're shaking? (laughs) I just want to kill that person. (laughs) I've seen it just recently. Where was it? Someplace. I won't name a name, but somebody. Oh, yeah, it was close by this uh, building here. I was delivering mail, and they had just let their anger be known to a person. And then they thought they should tell me about it. And I'm just like, wow, so sorry that you're stuck in that. So don't let anger control you or be fuel for your revenge. Okay? We got to reel in our emotions. Ladies, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. All the men in the room said, amen, brother. I'm joking. I'm joking. Some, some of the men in here are emotional, too. Okay. I thought I'd wake you guys up a little bit. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, so. So not even for a day. Not even for a day. Maybe a half a day, a quarter day, a couple hours until he gets it through his head that you're not happy with what he said. So 27, don't, don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. See, when we allow ourselves to come unhinged, we're opening up doors and the enemy can come in and he can try to mess with you. Yeah. I'm being careful. Okay, 28, if any one of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious earning an honest living. 
and then you'll have enough to bless those in need. That's a good word. Okay, here we go. We're getting to the end here. And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. And I am so sorry, Lord. But instead, you guys can laugh, but I know you do the same thing. That's why you're not laughing. But instead, <laughs> let your words become beautiful gifts. The word of God is telling us that God's desire is that your words, my words, come out of our mouths like gifts, like sweet blessings to people to encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. It's good. Your mouth is powerful. It is, especially after you eat garlic. There you go, okay. I know, that, was a, that one hit the floor. Wah, wah. <laughs> Verse 30, this is the end of the chapter and we're gonna take communion. And I feel like we can apply a communion tonight to three I think three or four areas, and I've got it on my phone here. So verse 30, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ. Okay, that's just meditate on that for a second. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you. You have been sealed in Jesus. Okay, he was given to you as a gift, the most precious gift you and I could ever receive into our physical bodies on this planet the living God himself, the Holy Spirit. He has come into your heart and he's become like a seal over you. That is a reality that I just, I wanna grow in that reality more and more. So he has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. For all that reason, lay aside bitter words, okay? In other words, the mouth again. Temper tantrums, our emotions getting out of control. Revenge, unforgiveness. Profanity, there's the mouth again, and insults. But instead, be kind. And the Aramaic word there is sweet. You know, men, we need to hear this. We, we don't have to be manly men that use strong words to get our point across. We can actually be like Jesus and be tough, rugged men because our Jesus was a carpenter and he was buff. He wasn't skinny like the Catholic Church has on the little cross, the skinny, frail-looking, impotent, half-dead. Yeah, he was, he was a, a manly man. He was tough. He didn't have power no power tools, that's right. So his, his biceps were probably like Hulk or Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Anyway, and the testosterone levels way back then were way higher than today. So anyway, but that's, that's another subject. So, so in, instead, be kind or sweet and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? That's a good question. Has God graciously forgiven you? Are you in doubt? Are you wondering about it? Well, if, if you do have a doubt about it and you want that settled tonight, that's going to be settled. Graciously, if you know that God has graciously forgiven you, then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. So we are going to take a time of communion and seal the word of God by properly honoring the body and blood of Jesus as we partake and we're just going to have a little interaction with the Lord when we do that. So, 
What are you going to do with that, Miss Tammy? Are you going to pass it around? So when you get your communion elements, um, I won't have everybody stand. We'll just, you can just take it and hold on to it. Where's my angel music that's supposed to be playing right now? There it is. There it is. The piano angels have arrived. I'm sorry, guys, if I got a little too goofy and carried away, but not really sorry. <laughs> I got to have fun with you guys. When the church has a thousand people, then we'll be serious. <laughs> no, I'm just, probably not. Yeah, not. Yes, we will be rolling in the aisles. Holy Spirit, laughter and fire all over us. We, yes, we. Oh, guys, the Lord is so good. He's so, 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 so good. You know, he, he's really good to you. I could say it for, to myself, but he's, you need to know he is so good to you. He's so patient and kind. I, I already know it for myself, but you need to hear it tonight. He's patient with you. He's a, he's a good father. He's kind. He's compassionate. He does not just flare up with anger. He's really good. He's better. I would like to say he's gooder, but I'm not trying to be goofy right now. He's better than you can imagine. He's better than I could ever think or imagine. He really is love in its fullness. I used to have a hard time wrapping my mind around that scripture that God is love. You can get these all ready, by the way. Just peel, you know how to do it? Peel the top layer. We'll just walk through this together. So peel the top layer, get the wafer out. Did Nora get her non-packaged one because she gags on the stuff? I didn't want you to think she's super special or something. No, she is. I mean, because she is. <laughs> But you know, you know, she knows what I mean. Like sensitive to diet issues. Okay. All right, guys. So just, just hold on to the elements. I'm going to just pray. I'm going to pray. Because I started up the goofiness, so I got to pray it out. So. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to come and wash over us tonight. As we... As we get ready to participate in this, this thing, this celebration of taking physical bread and physical juice and honoring and remembering the broken body and the shed blood of our King and our Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are in your throne room. And we get to do this with you. We get to do this before Jesus, our King, who's enthroned in front of us. Seated at the right hand of our Father God. We love you, Lord. Can you just take a minute and just worship and just tell him how much you love him? Love you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your power, your strength, 
So if you just hold the bread before you. Jesus, we thank you for the power of your broken body on the cross. We thank you that you took our sin, our shame, our sickness, our bondage. You bore it in your body on the tree. You were broken for us. Your body was broken that we could be renewed in our thinking and in our minds. Tonight, Lord, we want to receive from you renewal in our minds. We want to come into alignment with kingdom thinking. We just say tonight, the blood of Jesus cleanses our consciences. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that the power of your blood can set our conscience free to know you and to hear you and worship you. Holy Spirit, would you come now and just renew our minds, even in this moment of communion, that our think, renew our thinking, that we may be aligned with your mind, Lord Jesus. And through the bread, we just recognize that Jesus, we are your body, that you dwell in us and we are in you. We recognize your body that we are now a part of. And we honor the price you paid for us to be reconciled to you through the cross. We submit the seat of our emotions, surrendering the place of our intense desires. We yield our hearts to you. And right now, Lord, we repent from anger and rage, jealousy, hatred, self-centeredness, lust, greed, and any impulse that is not holy or godly. So just take a moment, unless you're all, all ready to take the bread, just just have an interaction with the Lord. Just trade all of that stuff that you know he wants to take. Just trade it because he has something to give you and replace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for newness of life. before you. Hold it before the Lord. Jesus, we thank you for the power of your blood. We just lift up this cup tonight before you, and we honor you, King Jesus. We honor the price you paid for us, that we could receive so much, so much from you. Tonight, we receive the cleansing of our lips through the blood of Jesus. That your blood, Lord Jesus, would come and grace our words to align with our renewed minds. Come and wash through the filtering system of our hearts 
our minds and our bodies. As we lift up this cup, we release anyone we need to forgive. So why don't you just take a moment, ask the Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? If there is, he'll show you right away. We lift up this cup and we release anyone we need to forgive as you bring them to mind. We say together, and you can repeat this after me, we choose to forgive them. Thank you, Lord. We choose to forgive them until all we are becomes free from the remnants of bitterness in Jesus' name. And you can just repeat this after me. We release them now and we bless them to know your love. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, why don't you guys stand? Why don't you all stand? Charla, would you close us in prayer? Is that okay? You, you are a powerful prayer. So thank you. It's already on. So. Father, we just come to you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for your love over us. Lord, we just thank you for Jesus, Father God, for the work he does in each of us every day, Father God, that we would walk free in you, Father God. We thank you for your joy poured out over us, Father God. And Lord, we ask as we walk out the doors tonight, Father God, that the Spirit of God would go with us, Father God, that you would continually work in us, Father God, for freedom, Father God, and that people would see, Father God, that what's in us is something that their lives need, Father God. And Father God, that you would direct us, Father God, and what to say to the people, Father God. And, Father, we just love you, and we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together, Father God. Father, we just ask that you bless this church, Father God, and bless all the people, Father God, in it, Father God, to, to hear you, Father God. We ask for unity in this church, Father God, unity in the spirit, Father God. Lord, I just thank you, Father God, for bringing us here, Father God. Lord, I just thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. All right, guys, well, we're officially done, but if you need prayer tonight, um, hang on, hang on. If you need prayer tonight, I'm gonna to invite you to come up front. Barbara has something to, to mention real quick here. I just wanted to um, expound a little bit on what I was shown for you, David. So with that, that little dust, that little dust whirlwind, that was like the beginning of your walk with God what has happened that that dust swept in all that dust got swept in all the dust was around in the entire environment around you and then it came up into a cloud that became father and just the face of father I saw was behind you so when he spoke he spoke through you and you could give that clarity of the entire environment 
that you had created with your devotion and your faithfulness and your connection with the Father, that you can give that clarity to other people and allow them to see and to feel that clarity, to sense that clarity, the union that they have with, with Father, with Holy Spirit and Son all together, that you, that you, with your word, the Father's word through you, to show them their path, show them their direct relationship with God. It was extremely powerful. Most Christians don't embrace who God says they are. Some of us aren't embracing all that God says. We're a new creation. We keep letting Satan pull the old history records up and beat us with it. And uh, as a friend of mine said, when Satan talks about your past, just remind him of his future. Right? Because we know where he's going to end up. He, he's just distracting us from the work that God has for us. We, we need to put off that old self that's in that passage. Uh, I think of uh, like working out in the yard, you know, weeding and pruning and getting all sweaty and hot. I don't go in and just put a clean t-shirt over the one I'm wearing. I put off that dirty thing. And, and I, then I'm made new in the spirit of my mind. It's, it's a little s, it means attitude. We got some attitudes. <laughs> some, what were you, what were you calling them, Judy-tudes? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We got I some attitudes. We, we got some things we believe, some patterned ways of thinking that are lies. That's right. And they hold us back. So this whole business of getting our head straight up, aligned with God, it can't be overestimated. It, we're supposed to put on the new self. It doesn't say God's going to come and dress you in your new self. It says you put on the new self. So I appreciate what you're saying because there's clarity in God's word. But we have to take it in. We have to embrace it. We have to believe it. And we have to let it drive out the lies. Because Satan is sneaky. You know, he, he can't read our minds. But he's watched humans for a long time. And we're not all that different from one another. He only needs, what, five or six tricks, and then he's got us. And he keeps using those same ones over and over and over. Maybe from a little different angle, but I appreciate what you're saying. God has the clarity we need. And when we, when we allow that truth to flood us, what's the Bible say? We will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Free to be everything. Not free to do what we want. Free to be exactly and everything that God wants us to be. And he gets the credit. He gets the glory. Amen. I think there's a preacher in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Got to watch the microphones around that guy. (laughs) There's garbage cans over by the thing there. If anyone wants prayer for any healing or anything. The other, the other one was, this is before I knew you were going to do Ephesians. We're done now. The, this, I'm joking. The, the word is, it, the time is now. And I just keep getting this hammered over and over and over. The time is now to take the authority that we were given to do greater things than he has done. To take it out in the world. To bring it back here. The time is now to bring these people in. It's not just like... You have a nice smile. It's like, hey, right. I belong to this great church called Legacy City, and you would love it there. 
come join us. It's the time is now. Awesome. Now, now, now. It's like this big hammer, just you know, over and over. It's now. <laughs> it's now. Take authority. Take acceptance of your relationship with the Trinity now, and just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, that's good. There's another preacher in the room. <laughs> right. oh, man.